Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram Podcast with your host, Milton Stewart, where we do it for the gram, not Instagram, but the Enneagram. We take steps to improve ourselves and the community around us. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the Enneagram Type 3, the success-oriented, pragmatic, and adaptable type. Let's go, intro music. temperament of type threes. Type threes are in the heart feeling center of intelligence, but this is not readily apparent. Three sixes and nines are all disconnected from their primary center of intelligence. Threes are very relational, like all heart centers of intelligent numbers. They typically repress their emotions in order to preserve an image of strength and success. The archetypes for the Enneagram three includes the achiever, the performer, and the chameleon. They are titled Achiever because threes are on a perpetual journey to achieve or gain what success looks like in their environment. Threes are usually achieving accolades, awards, and achievements wherever they go. The performer because threes have an inner desire to perform for people because they focused on projecting a certain image to others. The image is usually always dealing with being successful. Threes are labeled the chameleon because they can morph adjust and transform themselves into whatever room or atmosphere they walk into. They can walk into a room full of doctors, mechanics, politicians, and any type of environment, and they can fit right in. They can speak the language to those in the different fields, even if they have no prior experience with the field. Threes are self-assured, usually attractive and charming, ambitious, competent, and energetic. They can also be status conscious and highly driven for advancement. They are diplomatic and poised but can also be overly concerned with their image and what others think of them. They typically have problems with workaholism and competitiveness. Threes really can and do achieve great things in the world when they are healthy. People often look to them because of their graciousness and personal accomplishments. Threes are often successful and well-liked because of all the types they most believe in themselves and in developing their talents and capacities. Threes act as living role models and paragons because of their extraordinary embodiment of socially valued qualities. Threes want to make sure their lives are a success. However, that is defined by family, their culture, and their social sphere. No matter how success is defined, threes will try to become somebody noteworthy in their family and in their community. They will not be a nobody. Threes are very counter to fours when it comes to expressing personal flaws and issues. I run into a lot of threes who do not really like or into the Enneagram, and I'm pretty sure it's because the Enneagram calls out their flaws and their weaknesses. Something that's quite interesting is that countries 
and communities can also take on Enneagram types, even though the people within them may be different. There can be an overlay of culture that affects the people within that country because of the way it was founded and the people who led it or the people who managed it or mismanaged it, I guess you could say. So, for instance, America is definitely consumed with being a three. There's a stigma of what we do is who we are, and that determines our value in America. Pay attention when you meet new people and have conversations with strangers. When you strike up that conversation, it usually is heavily about what the person does instead of who the person actually is and what their life is actually about outside of the roles that they play in life and in work. Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of going into work give you anxiety? If you said yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you're not going to quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, conflict management, and leadership development, ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your services and bottom lines. Contact Kaizen Careers at K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S dot com or Milton at KaizenCareers.com or give us a call at 901-334-1644. Key motivations. Threes want to be affirmed, admired, and to distinguish themselves from others. They usually like to impress others. Threes typically want to leave a legacy. Basic desire of threes. Threes desire to feel valuable and worthwhile. Basic fear of threes. Threes' basic fear is being worthless and having little to no value. Best of the three. The highest emotion and act for the three is truthfulness. Truthfulness for the three does not mean them lying when they speak to people, but it's an inward truth. The truth which is their willingness to go beyond appearances and develop personal authenticity. Threes are typically really great at achieving and becoming something successful in their society, but many times they lie to themselves about who they really are in the midst of trying to give off an image of successfulness. The strengths of the three include being energetic, high achievers, and being successful. Worst of the three. The lowest emotion of the Enneagram 3 is vanity. Threes can truly lose who they are, trying to keep up a good image and always wanting to be successful. Threes can really overdo it with worrying about their image looking spotless and flawless. Some of the threes' problems include being overworked, impatient, and overly competitive. Threes in the Workplace. This segment is brought to you by 9types.com and the great Helen Palmer. Threes can be your best worker or give the image as your best worker. Threes tend to confuse real self and their work role. I am what I do type of mentality. They literally become the job instead of being a part, instead of it being a part of them. Threes can tend to take on image and feelings of a task, a prototype of the profession. For example, they will look like the job description. Not that that's naturally them, but whatever they're doing, they can be like a chameleon and put those traits upon themselves in order so they feel like they fit in that image of success. 
Their priority is to be efficient and save time, even if this means cutting corners. They can take the shortcut if it'll get the desired results and saves time. Threes feel rage when tasks or goals are interrupted. That anger is usually task-specific. Usually threes value a great end product over how the process is done. How much did I produce? Respect is huge for threes. Being respected in the workplace is more important than being liked for threes. They can be machine-like achievers and expecting others to work the same way that they do, which can obviously be an issue in workplaces, especially when you have threes in leadership roles. Threes project a high-profile image, credentials, social standing. One three that I work with frequently says that I am on retainer for him in his life. I am not. But that is part of the credentials and the social standings and the high profile image that he wants to have. Threes can have a tendency to exert power over people and threes definitely compete for leadership roles. Threes want a clear path to success because they shoot for defined goals. They want to be rewarded for their effort. They do not like ambiguous returns. Threes pay selective attention to positive feedback. So the feedback they pay attention to is the one that they think gives the image of success that they want. So other type of positive feedback is not going to do anything for them, and they're not really going to credit it sometimes because their image has to be maintained. They're not a fan of criticism of their work, which is they have attributed to themselves. So that's creating the issue when they are criticized for their work. They are attributed to their own personal value. The unhealthy three places responsibility everywhere else. If failure occurs, threes avoid failure like a bad plague. Threes have a difficulty telling the difference between being admired as a leader and being liked for him or herself. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers. Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash do it for the gram. Psychological defense. Threes use the psychological defense and the defense mechanism of identification to avoid failure and maintain a self-image of being successful. Identification is kind of a pervasive role-playing and losing oneself in an image. Basically what they're doing, they're using the identity of success or successfulness in order to find value or to defend themselves when it comes to life. You probably have met or know a three if based off these verbal and nonverbal cues. Verbal. Want to get to the point quickly. Next, they're logical, clear, and concise with speech. Next, they give ideas in sets of three. Very interesting because the three gives a whole lot of suggestions and ideas in threes. I can't explain it further than that, but just pay attention. Nonverbal cues. Shoulders are more horizontal than rounded. This is interesting. If you have three friends or someone you think is a three, it's weird how you can have nonverbal cues that give off your type. 
but it is so true. So look for their shoulders being more horizontal than rounded. Next, their energy is in their face and upper body, and they have a very confident demeanor. Speaking style of the Enneagram 3. The way a type 3 communicates is positive and forward moving. They want to focus on how to make things better than they are today and get things headed the right direction. You may notice that they reference successes, either their own or others, in their conversation with you. Threes notice positive stories of accomplishments and will often include these in their communication with you. They definitely will do that. So people who have been successful in life, they will mention them, even if it's from artists, even into like if they're a great football coach, even until they're a great business person. They mention these because these are traits of things of people that are successful that they want to attribute to themselves or use in order to propel themselves to more success. Examples of real and TV Enneagram threes. The first one, Oprah Winfrey. She is a three. You talking about someone who achieves success over just multitudes and multitudes of levels of people and diversity and cultures, Oprah, mega millionaire. I don't know if she's a, yeah, I'm pretty sure she, I think she might be a billionaire. She's super successful and she's so driven. But as you understand, she had her Oprah Winfrey show. Now she has the old network. Her success was all relational and dealing with moving towards people. And so that's one thing a three is going to do. A lot of their things is going to be moving toward people and being able to communicate relationally with people to get things out of them or showing you how successful people did it and pulling some of those gifts from them so that other people can see them. And just trying to be a role model of what a person can do no matter where they come from, if they work hard enough and if they make good decisions and they become healthy. Next, Tony Robbins. Makes sense. The motivational guru, the man who has been known as the number one, the top person of inspiration who can give you a way to like help drive you to be successful. Books on books on books. I mean, he sits courtside at like NBA games. Uh, absolutely amazing. But he's another person who basically says, you can be successful if you work hard on these steps. If you do this, it's within you. You talk about people who believe in themselves. Tony Robbins believes deeply in himself. And something that he wants to do is make sure that everyone else believes deeply in themselves, that they can achieve things and that they can grow if they understand that they have it inside of them and they have to work in order to achieve it. The next example is Iron Man, Tony Stark. Tony Stark, if you pay attention to the first movies, he is very image-driven. It's all about how he looks. That's not even exactly who he is. The whole time through all the Avengers movies and the uh, Iron Man movies, the thing that he struggles with is figuring out who he really is and also like how he really cares about people. And because he throws people off with this image of success, which is not really who he is deep down, but he's throwing people off in order to somehow try to gain value from being the image of success of what people think. But as he goes through more and more through the Avengers movies, you see that that's not him. And he starts to come, he starts to become more of who he actually is through a lot of um, downtrodden moments or moments that are life-threatening and life-ending type moments that have like 
impacted him so deeply to where he can no longer just hold on uh, to those images of success, but he has to dig down deep into who he really is and really get to in touch with his emotions so that he can become actually more effective to the people he really loves and cares about. The next three is Tom from Parks and Rec. Tom is all about getting the next gig going, the next thing of being successful. It's all focused on him making sure somehow he's going to be successful. His image is wrapped up. His value is wrapped up all in his image. If his image isn't right, if it doesn't look good, then he doesn't feel good. And so that's a part of um, a three you can watch who gives a gambit of things from a three's perspective. The only difference in his threeness that's typically different from uh, most threes or threes in real life is that threes are highly sensitive to being respected. And he does want to be respected, but some threes, they will like aggressively come at you if you disrespect them. They feel disrespected. They'll they'll do a little chirp to like kind of bite back. So that is also one thing. But he's definitely a, a Enneagram three, and you should check it out if you want to see like a characterization of a Enneagram three. My experience with threes. So my experience with threes in the Enneagram is so interesting. I get along pretty well with threes uh, because they're success driven. They're, they're usually positive and they're trying to move forward. And and they're aggressive type, just like I'm aggressive type. So we got that in common when we're trying to get something in life. One of uh, the threes that I know, a good friend of mine, which I, I plan to have him on the podcast, hopefully uh, really soon. And I think it's interesting because threes usually do not like the Enneagram, as I said before, because it pulls out their flaws. And so this guy, one of my good friends, he did not like the Enneagram at first. He just didn't because it called out his flaws. And... It took quite a while and it took some moments of failure actually happening in his life for him to actually say, hmm, let's look at this Enneagram 3, this Enneagram thing and see if I can actually grow from it. And so now he's actually put a proposal together for his workplace to use the Enneagram to help the workplace culture and the community culture where he works, which is absolutely amazing, which is a whole pendulum swing. But it's very interesting, too, because uh, this friend also went to college with him. And at the beginning of the year, he's probably not going to appreciate me telling this story. So I'm definitely not going to tell his name. But at the beginning of the year, when we went to college, let's just say we're both from the Memphis area, urban Memphis area. So, you know, we both grew up in the hood. So it's not like we grew up somewhere else. So typically, if you grow up in the urban area, being an African-American, you're typically Democratic. Rather, you study the politics and agree with the side or not, that's kind of just where you land, just like people who grew up in uh, extremely rich areas typically end up being Republican. But nevertheless, we started college. I was so confused. I had never met him before. And this guy had a Republican president signed in his window. Black guy. I was so confused. I was like, what is going on with this guy? And so I really didn't understand, seemed like a decent person, you know, but definitely success driven or image driven, I guess you would say, because he was fitting the mold of what success was on our campus at the time. But then something very interesting happened halfway through before the election, um, like I guess half the time between college starting and the actual election, the sign of his window completely changed to the Democratic president sign, which confused the mess out of me because 
it's, it's one thing to have different sides and be like, mm, I think this person did this. I think this person did that. Uh, I guess I'll go with this one, you know. But, you know, the lesser of two evils or whatever you want to say like that when you're thinking about politicians or whatever. But when you put a sign up, I mean, you like, that's almost like pledging allegiance. So, like, you pledge allegiance here, and then you flipped it completely. I ain't know what to think. But that was a three in the whole image thing, dealing with different people worrying about how people are perceiving uh, his image. And so that really threw me off. Uh, and that was before he um, became a much healthier three. Like, he's he's really healthy now, and I'm going to say extremely healthy. Uh, we, we got, we got steps to work on, but, uh, he's much healthier now. And so you don't get those bad swings. Society is saying to be, um, successful or to be different, to stand out, you know? And so that was just one of those things, which is very interesting, but he's an amazing guy. Uh, and so I should have him on this podcast really soon. So y'all can hear the mind of a three when it comes to Enneagram. It'll be hilarious. Uh, another Enneagram three that I know, uh, is a coworker. And her image is wrapped up in her work. If she feels that she has done something wrong, she is like actually to the point, which threes don't usually get to unless it's here, where there is emotion involved. I can see it in her eyes and kind of hear it in her voice because there's a slick, there's a slick panic because they feel like if I mess up on my work, then somehow that affects my value and my image. And so that can't happen. And so I'm usually there to say, okay, chill. We got this. Let's just look at it from here. Let's back up. Let's take a few steps back and see what we can do and see what we can do just so that we can make sure we can take care of this. And usually it ends up just being fine. But those are the moments where her, her image really seems to impact her personal value because besides that it's not a big deal and respect is super huge for her being respected is super huge so next another three that i know and had great experience with she's actually an enneagram coach and one of the enneagram teachers i look up to her name is uh, sharon ball and she is the founder of ninepaths.com located in nashville I asked her because I was very interested on why and how she got into the Enneagram because most threes are not really into the Enneagram, especially in the beginning until they hit what she calls a rock bottom moment. Because at the beginning, she had kind of found out about it, but she didn't really get into it, she said, until she hit a rock bottom moment, a moment of real failure where they could not try to use uh, switching the identity of successfulness to get out of it, where it was like, no, this is failure. And that's exactly what it is. It's not just, it can be a lesson, but it's not just a lesson. It's failure. And I failed. And so when she hit that point, she found the Enneagram to help her pick up the pieces and to really put herself back together in a way that's healthy so she could be impactful to others. And so that's Sharon Ball. She has ninepaths.com. She has nine paths in Nashville, and she also runs the Greystone Retreat Center, uh, which also helps uh, Greystone Counseling Center in Nashville, which also is great and uh, helping a lot of people. Entrepreneurship is a fun word, but a tough journey. If you are on the entrepreneurial path and need some help along the way, tune in to Hot Butter Business Podcast, where four entrepreneurs who met through a program called Co-Starters decided after the program to start a podcast. They each used their unique skills, talents, and businesses to unite in this podcast in order to give their audience a look into the mind of an entrepreneur. So subscribe to Hot Butter Business Podcast and walk with these four aspiring entrepreneurs on their journey. 
This podcast also features me, and you can see a full range of my Enneagram personality as I interact with other entrepreneurs. Here's how others can assist threes in a relationship development. Now, remember, never force, never force. If a person is willing to grow and you can assist them, that's great, but never force anyone. First thing, encourage threes to take time to pay attention to the details, to pay attention to the feelings, and to really hear you. Next, support them in making relationships and feelings a priority. It's interesting how threes are such relational people, but because they have repressed their feelings and emotions, that they're in relationships and they're not giving the actual like feeling and emotional part to their partner at times. So make sure you support them in making relationships and feelings a priority in that relationship. And it takes work for three. So never force. That just takes work for them. Just create a space for them to be able to actually share those feelings and emotions. Next, let them know that you care regardless of their accomplishments. This is huge because threes in their mind they are thinking people care about them, respect them, love them, treat them a certain way only because of their accolades or their level of success. You have to show them if you're in a relationship, that doesn't determine whether I love you or not. That doesn't create your value. Next, show and tell them what is really important to you. And so a part of the, the, the one we just said before, which is letting them know you care regardless, you have to let them know what's important to you. Because they need to know directly and concisely, I don't know if that's a word, they need to know that what you really want and what you think is really important. Because sometimes they can be so driven of whatever their success is that they're, it's not that they don't want and they don't care about what's important to you, but they just don't know because they're preoccupied with their own thoughts of what's important. So make sure you clearly state those two or three. Next, for the three. Here are some strategies for your self-development and fulfillment in relationships. Develop your receptivity and patience. Threes, you are driven. And by being driven, that means if you're in a car, you're trying to get there almost as fast as possible because you want to not, you want to get the job done. In relationships, what you want to do is you want to have patience with the other person and you want to be receptive to them. And so developing your ability to be more receptive and patient on what they're either trying to say or either how they feel, those things are important in relationship to help cultivate and develop a healthy relationship, which goes along with the next one. Slow your pace. Detach from performance and allow your feelings to emerge. And I know for a three-day like, man, you talk about these feelings a lot. Yes, I am, because that's what you have repressed and you have strong and great emotions and feelings, but you have repressed them. So make sure you bring those back and allow them to emerge and slow your pace. Just like being patient, slow your pace. You want everything done now, 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 now. I need to get it knocked out. I need to get it done. But in a relationship, it's not about getting a necessary task done. It's about developing something that's healthy and that's wholesome. Next, allow for failure. Uh-oh, yeah, I said it. Allow for failure. Make it okay to lose once in a while. If you're in a relationship, I know it sounds crazy to some threes that you would lose at something, but life ain't about winning. I know it sounds crazy, but life is not always about winning. 
It's about sharing that mutual um, fun competition and having fun in competition. That's something I had to work on and learn too, is that you have to work on even in competitions, you know, have fun. Like you, you miss the value in it sometimes when you don't have fun. Next, welcome and appreciate feelings. Realizing that doubt and anxiety often arise first. A lot of times a three can have anxiety and not even really recognize it because they have been detached from their feelings. But you want to realize that you do have doubt and you do have anxiety and you can deal with it in healthy ways. So you want to welcome and appreciate feelings because they can actually help you work through and feel life much better. Next, develop empathy and understanding for yourself and others. And so here's one of the biggest issues with being detached from your emotions. You tend to not have empathy for yourself. And so there's a lot of pain there, but you're pushing past it, trying to mask it with this false image of success that you've conjured up from people around you. And so what you don't want to do is to keep doing that and then be so harsh judging other people because you're judging yourself so harshly. And so you have this mask that you're putting on and you're not giving yourself any leeway or empathy for everything that's happened to you, going on with you, but you're also doing it to other people as well. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging it and also doing something about it. So you got to have the empathy in order to make sure you understand people in your relationship and understand that they can be different and they are different and respect that, but also understand and have empathy for yourself as well. Be truthful to yourself and your own true feelings. So this goes to the three trying to be the chameleon and trying to shapeshift in order to feel like they're successful and their value. Be true to yourself. It may take some time to actually figure out who you are beneath all of the different uh, masks you've put on, the different chameleon skins you've put on in different places. It may take some time. So threes, it does take some time for you to actually be alone and figure out who you are and not just try to wear an image. If you've made it this far and have not already taken the Enneagram test, here are a few that I trust. You can always go to kaizencareers.com forward slash Enneagram and scroll to the bottom for the quick two question test based off of the Russ and Rizzo's quick test. The second one I trust is Eclectic Energies. It's another free test that has about 30 or so questions and can be pretty accurate depending how self-aware you are. The next one I trust is the Enneagram Institute for a more thorough test that will give you possibly your top three types. You can go to EnneagramInstitute.com and the tester has a minimal cost, but it's pretty accurate. Last but not least, I trust the Integrative 9 test. This can be found at Integrative9.com. This test is one of the most expensive tests, but I believe it to be the most accurate and gives a ton of information based on your type. It includes personal life, but really shines on how your type performs professionally. Threes, listen carefully. Somewhere growing up, you got the message that you are only valuable if the image of success that your society or environment has told you. That's just not true. That message has sent you on an endless quest for success. That image of success you have is all based on someone else's idealized success that you adapted to yourself. Some threes listening, 
may have to do some really hard work discovering who you truly are and not all the image and success masks that you have worn throughout the years. Threes, you are in the feeling triad and many times people would not have a clue because you are so disconnected from your emotions and you have repressed them for a long time. It is time to let that go. It is time to learn how to relax and unlock some of those emotions slowly. Your drive for success can truly handicap you to truly experiencing the fullness of life and the people around you who love you. Not for your accolades, jobs, rewards, and status you have, but just for you. I'm talking about the unconditional love, which is frightening to accept because that means someone can not only see your flaws, issues, problems, and shortcomings, but they can still love you through them. Even though threes do not show emotions readily, they are very sensitive. I would say more sensitive than fours in a certain sense because their sensitivity is attached to what others think about them. Work on not allowing what others think of you to rule your life, forcing you to put on a false bravado, a false mask, false success. Get back in touch with your heart. Yep, I said it. Your heart. That's because when threes can reach their hearts and show more compassion for others, you truly become a blessing to people because you are more than an image. You are actually the total package because you set the example of what hard work and dedication looks like. But but you can only show that success by being able to prioritize your lives correctly, making sure that the most important relationships in your life come before your own drive for personal success. You are truly role models, type threes. Just make sure it's not for your exterior, but it's for your internal well-being. Be honest and authentic in who you are. Don't lie to yourself about who you are and what you actually want. And don't lie to others, giving them a false sense of who you actually are. People want and care about you without all the awards and success. And guess what? If they don't, well, then they don't deserve to be a part of your inner circle anyway. Threes, here are three things for you. Find your true self, love your true self, and be honest with yourself. I promise you it'll go a long way for you. That's going to wrap up our episode on the Enneagram Type 3. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe. Hit that subscribe button so you catch all the new episodes coming out. As you know, we have the Enneagram 2 coming up next. The giver, the helper. Make sure if you want to support this podcast, you go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the grand podcast. You can also support if you go to the website. Also, remember to go to do it for the grand podcast.com and reach out to me on their podcast. I have a free gift that I give out for subscribers. It's uh, like some Enneagram sheets. It's a free gift. It's just a neat little tool to have. And you're welcome to check that out and just subscribe. It should come straight to your email where you can download it. Also, also please reach out to me. I love talking Enneagram with a lot of people. I was just in the airport in San Francisco with um, and I was at the baggage claim and I met a lady 
And we were talking, and she said, why are you here? I said, well, I'm here for Enneagram, like, conference, a certification. And she said, I know the Enneagram. And we just went on for, like, 20, like, 15 to 20 minutes. Not really. But it felt like it was really cool. We bonded right then and there. So I gave her my business card. But it was just really cool to be able to talk Enneagram. So I, if you reach out to me on Instagram, which is at Do It For The Gram Podcast, I always respond. And if I don't, respond to me in a message but i always respond to followers because i love talking enneagram and i love helping our community so besides that i don't have much to say but i am ramping up and preparing for when we get done with the intro episodes to get into some really fun and deep and challenging things and so i'm super excited and so the last thing i can do is say you know do it for the gram the enneagram of course see you next time